sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts, so let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, so yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Serena. I'm Victoria. And this is our podcast, Femme Noir. It's a podcast where we basically talk about movies centered around women. So we're going to talk about movies that are written by women, movies that are directed by women, or movies starring women. Hi. Hi, everyone. If you're watching this, you might notice that everything looks a little bit different. And that would be, um, one, because it's not, like, super late at night for some reason. Um, and also, I moved, so I have a different setup. And it's going to look super, super cool, maybe, once I figure out everything. Because I, like, just moved into this place. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's life update for you, if you care. <laughs> Um, if you haven't noticed already, because of last episode, we talked about Promising Young Woman. We're doing like an Oscars like series type of thing. So this movie and the next movie that we're going to do are movies that were talked about like in the Oscars and everything. Um, and they're up for awards, definitely for sure. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to do some of the movies off the list that we want to talk about that would be interesting for like the pod. <laughs> I hate that for the podcast. Um, so yeah, so today we're we're gonna talk about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So the film Ma Rainey's Black Bottom came out in um, 2020 on Netflix, um, December 18th. The film is adapted from the stage play um, by August Wilson, and the film deals with the rising tensions um, that occur when the trailblazing mother of the blues and her band gather at a Chicago recording studio in 1927. Um, and it has a, I don't know why I thought this would be like a a little tidbit, but it got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and on Letterboxd, it has like an average 3.5 out of 5. And so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I'm like, that's a really big, yeah, and I just thought that was interesting, like, the difference you see of, of like, critic response and, like, just average re- everyday like people response. response. Yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to, like, throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... Oh, wait, can I mention the awards that it's up for? Oh, yeah, please. Um, so it's nominated for Best Actress for Viola Davis, Best Actor for Chadwick Boseman. All right. Um... I know the posthumous nomination. <laughs> I almost cried. <laughs> I was like, mm. I know it, it was took hard. me so long to watch this movie because I was still so sad. I'm still cursed. Um, I know it's up for best costume design, best makeup and hairstyling, and best production design. So okay. five nominations for the Oscars, wow. which are on April twenty fifth. Yes. Yeah, dang, that's a lot. That's a lot. I was gonna like. The fact that it was up for both um, makeup and hair and costume. Like, I, I was going to mention some stuff about that. Just uh, things in the movie that I thought were, like, pretty cool. Because it was just consistent throughout the whole film. I thought it was super cool. Um, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, okay. Serena's Fashion Corner makes a comeback. <laughs> She's coming Fuck back, yeah. y'all. <laughs> Um, okay, so first impressions, I guess we have to start first with. First impressions. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. First watch, you liked it? Yeah. Yeah. How did you hear about it? Um, you didn't hear about it until Oscars or? No, I knew about it before. Um, 
like my dad had seen it like when it first came out and i was waiting to watch it but like <laughs> obviously it came out so close to when chadwick died and i was like super sad and i was like i could not like watch it at that point so i actually just watched it yesterday yeah. Dude, your dad is on it. It your dad is like a cinephile a little bit. He's seen like all these right, movies. like both of my owners like <laughs> going through these films. I'm just like, why you wait for me? They're on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I had heard the name, but I didn't. It wasn't even on my radar. I think. And we talked about it a little bit in Black Bear. How I the Black Bear one's not going to come out for a hot minute, but I have to since we already recorded that one. It's fresh in my brain about talking movies which we talked about and i think that that's maybe why like i was like i don't know if this is gonna be one that i enjoy because it was and it makes sense adapted from a stage play yeah dialogue because i didn't see that until the end credits or it was like oh adapted from stage play and i was like that explains everything because i was like watching it and like i've taken a lot of theater classes and i've had to like take a lot of classes where you also dissect plays and like screenplays and like stuff like that <laughs> and i was like mm-hmm. this is so clear cut like where the freaking like like the end of act one like and everything like that and i was like holy crap like it's like in a movie it's clear but like just for dialogue i was like oh okay that line like that entire scene right there and the end of Act 1 just sums up the whole thing. So I was like, okay, I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> but it was, like, so well written. It was, oh my goodness, it was great. I love that. It really was. I love when something's, like, very clearly, like, defined. And you can see all the themes playing through, like, the, the screenplay. Like, all the way through to the end. And every character has their own little bit and their contribution to the theme. This movie was, at least the Yeah, it was, was definitely amazing. different from like other of those like sort of talking movies that we said like mm-hmm. Malcolm and Marie was one of them and stuff like that <laughs> I think because just that it wasn't um in those movies it was a really generalized sort of dialogue that had nothing to do with plot or what was happening in the movie mm-hmm. this one it was like yeah it, it all correlated and it all made sense and it all had to do yeah. with like the little world that was like cultivated um it's really really good even though and some of it was like really profound and like could transcend out of the movie but mm-hmm. um it's it was amazing to me like what they were able to achieve just through like in, in that little room in that little like rehearsal yeah. room um between yeah. all the characters that was amazing the performances were amazing it was so yeah. unreal like it was good so <laughs> talented i was like that that's what made it too i mean if it had been yeah. anybody else it, it would have been so different because it's really hard to pull off just like first starters dialogue as an actor <laughs> like you have like, to have a presence. especially if something's just purely dialogue because yeah. when you write like a screenplay they do like they might give you stage directions and stuff but it's generally up to like the actor and the audience and so there's never really like and then of course i haven't read the screenplay or the the like the stage play but a lot of times they just kind of give you like oh he walks or like they don't say like he walks this way like there's different blocking that the director does in order to like make the stage like some like a space for the actors to like move around and so as long as they like go with walking the actor can basically make any gesture any like presentation that they want so it's really interesting like how this one worked out because sometimes these movies are really boring Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there was like what's that one movie they make you watch in like film school is it like 12 angry men or something like that i don't know i haven't seen it there's one that's like black and white and it's like a jury and they're in the room and they're trying to decide like what the punishment or whatever for the guy's gonna be and that's like the whole movie it's just their conversation in the one room talking about like and it's basically like one dude's like no we're not gonna leave because we have to come to a unanimous decision and he's like well i don't think this and he's basically trying to convince everyone like to give the guy a chance basically I hope that's Smoking Your Man. I'm going to look it up after this, but I'm pretty sure that's the movie. I think it won an Oscar. Wow. But it's like, really? it's old. It's old. It's old. It's oh. like, like the guy that is in, um, dang it. Look at it. I remember the name of the movie. The, the movie about the filibuster. So and so goes to Washington. The other black and white one. It's no that actor. <laughs> I have no idea. 
they talk about like the filibuster in that movie something so-and-so goes to washington like mr so-and-so goes to washington um it's gonna bug me but sassy will probably put in like whatever movie i'm talking about uh visually somewhere around here so you can Sessie's got me. She's she's got it. She's got it. She's she'll put it in. For those she'll of you that are listening, I'm sorry. The you'll telepathy. Never know. <laughs> she'll yeah, know. For those of you that are listening, maybe I'll put it in the description of like the podcast episode or something so you can find out what the fuck this movie's called. You probably know what it is. It's just like I cannot remember it right now. Yeah. Sometimes those movies um, are like really boring. Yeah. You kind of have to be like over the top, I feel like. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to be like do really well. good. Because, yeah, like, it's really hard that. when you have characters that are in one room and you've never met them before. And sometimes they know each other, sometimes they don't know each other. And I think in this movie, something that was to their benefit was that they were a band, so they all knew each other. And so they could make, like, inside jokes about certain things, and you didn't have to, like, learn by someone else learning. You just learned about them by how they interacted with other with each other, mm-hmm. um, which I think just writing-wise is a lot more interesting to watch like i hate when you're like even in reality tv shows the episodes where it's like you're just learning about people and they're like oh hey how are you like what's your name where are you from like i hate that it's so boring i'm just like jesus skip i'd rather just skip all of those i normally do if they're like streaming like i'll just skip them and then just kind of pick up the bits and pieces of like other people's conversations so sometimes i don't get all the info i need but i'm way more entertaining um <laughs> but yeah i think that's the thing like, with this movie and plays like this that kind of helps it out is when you can actually add in like subtext instead of having to just give the audience the context through dialogue <laughs> that bothers me so much even mm-hmm. in like action films i hate it when they do something so specific Ugh, there's a movie that does it really bad and i can't remember it but it's basically like the example is like Instead of it being like, oh, here's like a news story of like something that's happening, they go, oh, hey, so and so. So I heard you went to blah, blah, blah last night. Did you hear about the shooting that happened? And it's like, that's so stupid. (laughs) It's so much more interesting when you're in a room and you're like, oh, okay, so how are you? Like, are you doing okay? Then you're like interested in like what's happening. Like, you start in the middle of the conversation. I, yeah, that's like, you know, yeah, they always say that when in writing scenes to begin them in the middle of the action never to like start at the beginning and so that was probably really cool because even though the movie was named ma rainey's black bottom and i know now that i've watched it that it's more based off like the song and all the conversations that kind of like sparked it because of the song that they're supposed to record and not actually ma rainey because she didn't actually show up that much in the movie (laughs) yeah i mean and i she, was a little disappointed i was like yeah like okay cool like it was like 15 minutes in and then she's finally like on screen and i was like all right but it was kind of yeah. cool because you could already tell a lot about her from the first 15 minutes because like she was running late they're like she's gonna be here and they kept like referencing like okay yeah but like ma's gonna do this ma said this already and so it was like she was there even though you didn't see her yeah and this is something actually we talked about in our last episode with Promising Young Woman, where we were like, what was her name? Cassandra's friend that dies. And we were like, I feel like I didn't get to know her. And that we were supposed to project onto like who that girl was. Like this movie does it a little bit better where they talk about her. She still has a presence within everyone's life. And that presence you can feel from the audience, even when she's not on screen. That was something that was lacking with that character in Promising a Woman. Like, it's a really good movie, and there's super interesting, like, conversations that they have and stuff. But I was, like, a little disappointed with how little of Ma Rainey there was compared to all of the men. Because there were a lot of scenes just with the band in the room, and an all-male band. And you only got scenes with Ma when she was like talking or singing. <laughs> That's it. That is true. I don't know. I yeah, this is just what's interesting. I guess I'm kind of falling victim to that same bias because I felt like it was okay, but then um yeah, I guess there's really no reason to not have I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. I feel like I'm it's okay, think. but then I would I would be 
that's kind of yeah. inconsistent with stuff that I've said. So I don't know why why it is that I feel okay about this one. I know, and it's interesting because we chose this movie because we were like, yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Viola Davis. Like, yeah. she's, she's also she gonna... like, like advertised as the star of the movie. And so yeah. I was expecting so much more. And that's why we chose this movie. Mm-hmm. Because if she wasn't advertised as the star, then we wouldn't have been able to do this movie because it's directed by a man. And mm-hmm. that's like it. And so I was like, oh, she's not in this movie that much. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like I thought the movie was gonna be more about her, but I honestly felt like it was more about Levy. I uh, know, like, definitely the band. <laughs> it, oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a really interesting and good movie, though. So like, I don't mind that much, but just yeah. like as an observation, I was like, hmm, interesting, because it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and I thought that it was because of Ma Rainey. They even <laughs> had her picture at the end. Like, we were learning so much about Ma Rainey and her history and stuff, and I was like, except we didn't. That is super true. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that, but that's so true. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, when I was watching it, I kept thinking about, like, and this was probably because I watched it right after my classes and stuff. And so in my head, it was, like, very fresh in my brain, like, things that you see on screen. Because we were talking about, um, right now, we're basically going through, like, presentations of different people talking about certain representation. And we were talking about, like, class. Uh, that was, like, the, the last presentation that was happening was, like, class and how it's generally shown in the media. And so I kept thinking about how, oh, it was class, and then it was also, like, LGBTQ plus representation. And it was talking about, like, um, basically how, like, like burying your gaze, that, like, trope in television, where a lot of times, like, the gay character is killed off because that's the only like reason for them to be like in the film or the movie or the television show. And I was thinking, because it's also similar a lot of times to like black people too, (laughs) where like a lot of the movies that get a lot of praise and recognition by like the Academy are oftentimes like black people suffering or they're like, or like the tragic gay like storyline where it's like, yeah, they're gay, but they don't get the happy ending at the end. Like, like so many movies have actually been nominated and I was like within the last couple of years almost every single Oscar season there's been one at least one that's been nominated and I was like call me by your name that doesn't necessarily have a happy ending Portrait of a Lady on Fire was talked about but they didn't actually like put it in the in the running which it should have it should have been in there that one wasn't um, tragic to me I don't know why it wasn't tragic but it yeah. was like it wasn't necessarily like a happy ending. You, well, you know? what was the one with um, what's his name? And he was playing a trans woman. That one won because I know that he won for yeah, playing the that trans one. woman. Du- is it called um, Dutch Girl? Yeah, I don't remember? I think so. Think it is. Yeah, and so that yeah. one I was like, okay, whatever. And then like Twelve Years a Slave, mm-hmm. that one won an Oscar. And I was like, you've got all these stories where she's like queer people and black people are just suffering. And I was like. <laughs> Even technically, like, Moonlight. Moonlight 1, it's not a happy story. It's all about the struggles of, like, being a gay black man, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's sad. <laughs> like, like, everyone cries in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it got an Oscar, and it's like, okay. It's like Green Book. Green Book won Best Picture. I that still haven't seen it. So, I don't want to see it, because I know I'm going to hate it. To. You don't have <laughs> to. It's like but I want to get it on the, on the hate like, for it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to join uh, it. <laughs> and so it's just like interesting. And so now we have Ma Rainey. And so it was kind of like I had that in the back of my head when I was watching this movie. And so I was like, okay, interesting. Like, I wonder if this one's going to be more about like, like black suffering or if it's going to be a little bit more like historical. Because those are also movies Hollywood kind of likes to do is when it's like a biopic of someone's life and they do a really good job. Like, um, what was it? Bohemian Rhapsody, I believe, was nominated. And that one was about uh, Freddie Mercury and like Queen and that band. And so I even think like that same year, there was like a bunch of, okay, not a bunch. There was one movie that was nominated that had to do with a, a, British, a British guy, Churchill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Churchill. <laughs> the British guy. Yeah. <laughs> Narrows it down. <laughs> what a descriptor. Because like Hollywood and like the Academy, they like stories that either are like really sad. The only time there's anything where like people are winning is if it's like 
white women like overcoming something or like white men overcoming something just like historically like of course there's going to be a few that aren't necessarily like that but the majority of them because i looked up the list of like possible winning movies like the majority of them are just like if it's and most of them are white there's one movie that's one that's been um that's one that's been directed by a woman and that was a hurt locker Catherine bigelow and then every other movie is basically white unless it's like 12 years of moonlight and um shape of water and what was the other one birdman i never saw that one either even though but the main character was white just the director wasn't Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway. That kind of begs, a, like, a whole discussion about things that, like, critics find. Because that's why I, I thought it would be interesting to put in that Rotten Tomatoes score versus, like, the audience score. Yeah. Because there's diff- definitely things that, like, critics enjoy that people don't and vice versa. And I was actually talking about, this is super random and I can't believe it's relevant, but I was talking to Kiana about <laughs> the fact that, like, certain, um, like, uh, treatment of actors and stuff like that um like it's it's really bad and it's been happening like with uh child actors and the ways mm-hmm. that they're like taking advantage of and like just like sexual assault allegations like recently yeah. all this stuff is just coming out and i was just like yeah it's insane like how much how long you know people have been getting away with this da 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 like since the 50s like since the yeah. conception of tv da da and kiana was like well it's the same like the same people that were at the conception are still around are still in the industry and i was like yeah. holy fuck like, <laughs> like that i didn't even think about so, that so and i was new. like that's so fucking true they're still alive and they're still working yeah and so like yeah tarantino <laughs> wait he's not that old he's like 40 that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> he's not that old but he's got enough stuff a little like him and spielberg and they're like kind of like the kings of like the 80s movies or whatever because they got big in the 80s they were 20 and they were I'm talking about like way older. I'm talking about like Woody <laughs> Allen. I'm not talking oh, like Woody about Alice. yeah. Like I'm talking about that. Like way older than fucking way Tarantino. Older. Okay, was like Woody Allen was like famous when Tarantino was born. That's what I'm talking about. Um, like the Coppolas, the oldest one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not okay. So <laughs> like I'm talking about like like fucking um like Roman Polanski. Oh, okay. Like fucking, like, he's, he's like 87. Like, Woody Allen's like 90. I'm talking about those guys. Those guys that were actually, like, working at the conception of this shit, like, when this shit was happening. Um, and they're still working and they're they're still still around and they're still getting awards and they're still participating. Those are the people I'm talking about. And those are the kinds of people that I'm like, those are the people that are influencing. And those are the people that are stuck in those, those ways of like, of their gaze of being like oh the hurt the pain of you know right like you said burying the gaze yeah. and black exploitation and like stuff like that it's those people that's what i'm yeah. talking about <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting yeah. too because when you take like history classes of like film like film history classes you basically start out with like like i want to see the oldest you can get is like or I guess the first movie is like the Lumiere brothers, like the thing on the train, and they're like, "This is the first moving picture," and you're like, "Okay, that's kind of cool, I guess." And it's like five <laughs> seconds long, and it's not even five seconds; it's like even shorter than that. And then you don't really get a movie until 1915, and I want to say it was Birth of a Nation, and that was kind of like what was three hour long silent film with hella racist that you're forced to watch. <laughs> because of like the fact that it was one of the first ones you get that one and then you get like a few other like smaller short films and then nothing else happens until i want to say 1920s so you've got like the 20s there's a couple of movies in there but there's not like a lot um a lot of those filmmakers were also like playwrights and stuff like that so they kind of did both and then you don't really get a lot of stuff between the 20s and the 30s um movie wise like nothing was really big until the 50s <laughs> and people that were alive in the 50s like they're still alive today that's what i'm saying yeah i'm like <laughs> shit was bad in the 50s like we always talk about how the 50s were super racist this and that whatever yeah, and the like people the that were working then are still era. working now yeah, yeah like uh hepburn not audrey but her sister Catherine. She's still Catherine's around. still alive really i think <laughs> if she's not still alive <laughs> she died like within the past couple of years 
Was she working? Uh, I want to say her last movie was An Affair to Remember or something like She died in 2003. Wow, she was 90. 2003? She was 96. Okay, well, that's my bad because 2003 still feels like five years ago. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) 17 years ago, dog. That was 18 years ago. You were fucking like four years old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My sense of time is, is gone. What is time? Time's not real. It's not. It's really not. (laughs) Dang, Um, all right. (laughs) But yeah, so so when I hear about that kind of stuff, it like doesn't it doesn't really shock me. And that's why honestly stuff that gets nominated for Oscars, like I always am like, this is just so average. Just because like, yeah, the standards are different. And it's just different standards. And it sucks that like that's the the way that people judge whether a work is worth something or not. Mm -hmm. Is just by this old ass, you know, system because it's like we're not gonna give newer things praises i say we but it's not me it's them they're not (laughs) gonna give newer things and better things praises because Mm -hmm. of just cultivated taste and that taste just happens to prefer things that are racist and (laughs) sexist and like those traditionalist values whether or not it's conscious i feel like it's 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 just like habit and like that kind of stuff as well um but you know it, it really sucks the way that it's kind of like gate kept and it's stopping a lot of other works from being recognized because once something gets nominated it's it's like basically opening the floodgates of like distribution like yeah, love and monsters does. like with dylan o'brien and stuff i had never even like seen that movie and then now it's getting like a wide release and stuff like that i, like, I wanted to watch it but only because i like dylan o'brien <laughs> yeah i have a friend that watched from it the just beginning. for him <laughs> from the beginning dylan o'brien yeah. we stand, OG stand. stand. <laughs> you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> first celebrity Um, crush let's go (laughs) yeah so yeah it really sucks that it's just um it's it's, also just not problematic at all don't know brian yeah (laughs) you do you boo (laughs) knock on wood girl knock on wood better pray he's he doesn't say shit (laughs) oh no this i hope this doesn't age badly i know (sighs) you better not say Mm. shit dylan don't say we're watching you don't say shit, boy. This better not be some freaking army hammer situation. <laughs> Dude, I, that's my worst fear. It's so hard to have faves because you never know. Oh, man. That one, that would you never hurt. know. So I was like, dang, you really screwed so many things up for us. <laughs> like, there's this TikTok and she was talking about, like, what's something that you can't enjoy because of something that, like, some white man ruined? And she was like, I really love the soundtrack, especially, like, Sufjan Stevens stuff from Call Me By Your Name. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, that soundtrack was amazing. But I literally can't listen to it without thinking about Army Hammer and at least just, like, the worst. And yeah. it's like, ugh, thank you so much. Like, it's so hard to, like, separate art from the artist, especially when yeah. it's something like that. I know. No, I feel the same. It's hard. It's difficult. It's yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. That's a hard one. That's a whole different yeah. discussion. Yeah. yeah Go for it. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say, like, separating the artist from the art is also really difficult, especially when, like, one of them has passed away because Chadwick's getting a lot of, like, stuff, which he totally deserves for this movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only thing I was kind of, like, hoping was that it wasn't like, a bad movie. <laughs> when i was watching yeah. it because i was like he's getting a lot of hype for his acting and like his acting was insane like mm-hmm. oh my goodness he's his amazing. amazing but i was like yeah. i really hope that and like it took me as i said earlier so long to actually get down and like watch this movie because i was still like super sad and like i'm still i'm still so sad about it. yeah but like when i went into this movie i was just like crossing my fingers and i was like please don't be a bad movie like i hope people aren't just liking this movie because like chadwick was in it and it was his last movie like i hope they're not just like giving it undeserved like attention because like he was in it and like the only reason that's getting big is because he had something to do with it because that would be really sad if that's what this movie like ended up being but it wasn't but that was something that i was also thinking about like a lot before watching this movie and that was kind of another reason why it took me so long to watch it because i was like if it's bad, I'm going to be so, so pissed. Yeah. It's hard to separate. It's hard to separate. It's, it's, well, yeah, I guess it's just taste as well, because this one, um, it was good. It was a good movie. I, I fucking love The Five Bloods. 
the fucking Spike Lee movie. Chadwick yeah. Boseman was in there. It has gotten no recognition. I fucking love that movie know, so much. And it's just, it's snubbed. disappeared off the face of the earth, which sucks. And I wish that that one had gotten recognition, but I guess it's just taste because that one, I, I was like, dude, that's a fucking 10 out of 10. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this one, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. this is the one they wanted to go for. I guess it kind of makes sense, whatever. They like that kind of, whatever. Yeah. Critics like that also, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, watching this movie, I'm like, oh, I can tell why critics really like it because I was kind of like, oh, this movie got nominated, like, because from the trailers and stuff, I thought it was going to be, like, a music movie, like, where you're watching them, like, perform and, like, go on tour and, like, there's a lot happening and stuff. And then I was watching it and I was like, oh. <laughs> they tricked you. <laughs> I get it. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I think I checked the time. I was like, damn, they haven't really moved from this one room the whole time. And then I checked the time and I was halfway through and I was like, oh, it's one of those movies. All right, cool. So I was like waiting. I was like, are they going to record? Like, what's going to happen next? Like, are they just going to sit here and talk the whole time? And I was like, oh, it's a talking movie. And like, the dialogue was really great. Like, I remember even in the beginning, I was like, wow, they've got some great lines in here. Some great, like, conversations and themes, like, all over. And I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. I wonder where it's going to go because I kept waiting for it to, like, pick up. And then it never did. And I was like, oh, I totally see why critics like this movie because, like, because of the types of people that have been in Hollywood and like done stuff for the Academy for so long, it's almost as if they've created its their own like genre for movies that you can guess are gonna be like Oscar nominated. Literally. <laughs> you watch something literally. And you're like, oh, this looks like an Oscar nominated movie. This looks like it was probably premiered at like a, a film festival. <laughs> like this looks like a Sundance movie. Like it's so easy to tell because they always pick the same type of stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, can I just say really quick, I was going to start with this because I just remembered it, but I forgot, but then I remembered. Remember how we said <laughs> in which one, the half of it, we were like, oh, we're going to be the first ones to like make a movie with a girl who like takes a fat shit or something like that. <laughs> I finally watched Nomadland. That happened in there. Yes. <laughs> she was the first. I know, right? Oh, they broke that glass because ceiling. because she's like traveling and stuff? Like, does she have to sh- like, like crap in a hole? It was literally so random. She's in her, like, van, and she's, like, playing a fucking instrument. I can't remember where she was playing, like, a guitar or something. She's like, do-do-do. And then she has, like, a bucket, and then all of a sudden she's, like... And she, like, gets up and, like, literally... And just, like, just starts, like, randomly shitting. And I was like... It's so random. <laughs> but it was amazing. It, oh, the performance. Interesting. Wow. So I know. The sure. talent tree. No, and then they were like, you know what? Best picture. Best director. <laughs> they were like, this is it. As they should. This is it. <laughs> this is the one this is the one yeah that's so funny I was like you know what? i still have right. to watch that it ended up it was actually pretty good i feel like we might be able to talk about it i don't know up to you though maybe um if it wins we'll do an episode okay okay that's a good one if it wins something then we'll if do it wins on. we'll do the episode okay cool that sounds good hear that everyone <laughs> hold us to it <laughs> vote for us vote. we'll do it eventually we, we're not gonna say when but like we'll do it yeah eventually mm-hmm. okay so should we do me. um the fuck me <laughs> army what are we doing yeah fuck me uh, <laughs> we haven't done an yeah. actual fuck mary friend zone in a FMA. really long time actually there's so many men in this movie i know there so are many Ugh. I think, like, of the episodes we released, we have done it, but then the ones we've been recording lately, we keep not doing it. Okay, so we have... Okay, is that fucked up if we do Chadwick Boseman? That's so fucked up. Let's not do that. I know. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, is it? That'd be so... Yeah, that'd be... Cut, uh, that feels fucked up, so let's that not do that. That wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, let's not do it. Um, okay, so who do we have? We have fucking uh, all of these old men so i don't know, know how, right? old the, how old the nephew is in the yeah movie i'm scared to do that one too <laughs> <laughs> he seemed a bit young uh oh. okay so we've got we've got only old men we've got cutler we've got toledo toledo and slow drag that's the band okay we're gonna and do the band <laughs> cutler toledo and slow drag this is so dumb that's hysterical. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I would probably marry Toledo because he was so funny. Like, every time yeah. they would be like, 
so and so Toledo, and he's like, "Don't bring Toledo into this." And people like, "Would be like Toledo ain't got nothing to do with this." And he's like, "Walk away, mind his own business." And I'm like, Toledo, Cutler is pretty cool. I don't. I. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember who the heck Slowjack was. Was he the bassist? Yeah, he was the bassist. Yeah, he honestly. That's why I feel like honestly, I would go. I would probably marry Slowjack because he just kept in his lane the whole time. <laughs> and I respect that, and I I like a you know a nice quiet man, a nice quiet stable man. So I'm gonna marry the basic, Yeah, I'd probably uh, I'd have sex with Slow Drag. I would marry Toledo, and then I would friends of color. I think I would friend zone. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I think I would friend zone Toledo and then I would fuck Cutler and then I would marry Slow Drag. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because you know, Cutler was kind of spicy and I was like, you know what? <laughs> that's true, but like. Mans can be dominant. Yeah, I know. Woo, that was a hard one. Honestly, I, you could go either way. Yeah, I mean, they're all they were all kind of too, so that's cool. Yeah. I feel like, like, that's like a, like a, wait, was it like a trope? Where, like, people always think that, like, women are, like, into musicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but <laughs> maybe this is, like, me being asexual. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> that people are like, oh, you're into musicians. Like, girls love musicians. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would like damn. to be preserved in this. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, some <laughs> things can me. be left secrets. The ignorance yeah. is, is bliss. Superior. I would like yeah, to keep it. it. Um, okay. Damn, Lactal that's pens? awkward. No one's going to want to do that one, but um, we did it. So we did. can't say so we're not consistent. To. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're committed to this. We really committed. Unless they're horrible. Like, some episodes you will you will find out. You just don't do it because they suck. Yeah, because we get so pissed off. And we're like, you know what? I don't want to fuck anyone. Yeah, screw <laughs> you. <laughs> um. Okay. So, do you want to do a little fashion bit, or should we just do? Back yeah, I'll us? do a fashion bit. I'll do a fashion. Okay. Bit. Let's do a fashion bit because it's the twenties. Um, costume design, amazing. <laughs> I also like that they incorporated a lot of like warm color tones because. I feel like, especially with Viola Davis, you don't normally see her in costumes that are, like, brightly colored. She gets, like, red. She gets, like, black, brown. Um, and then they'll do, like, the dark blues and dark greens. But I always love when they put black people in yellow because those skin tones and yellow pops. It pops. And then you had Daisy, Desi, Desi May, Daisy May. I don't remember how you pronounce it. I think it's Desi. Desi May. Yeah. Desi May had her like um it wasn't quite like a nude, but it was that like like really pale, like orangey peach kind of dress, which also pops off on skin tones like that. And I was like, oh my god, I love that they worked with skin tones. And I just I love the use of color in like all of their outfits and stuff because like like I wanna say everyone had the brown like kind of like suits, which is like a super like old fashioned thing, but I love that. Like, I love brown suits. I don't know what it is. Um, and then you have Levy, and he kept talking about those yellow shoes. <laughs> I love those shoes. <laughs> I was like, he's valid in wanting those shoes because those were beautiful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's just kind of like a quick little, little thing. But I also, it, the movie got nominated also for like hair and makeup, and I thought the hair and makeup was amazing because not only did everyone have hair that like was totally fit for the time period because i feel like a lot of times when it comes to like black actors and stuff um they don't normally actually get the hair right for the time period um because like a lot of like the big thing in the 20s was having that like actual part and people don't know that like black people like especially like um i'm gonna use chadwick boseman's character levy as an example because he had the very obvious like side part and like um even nowadays like barbers you have to like cut that in like that's like you do it with like a razor and so i thought it was really interesting they actually did that because 
Like, I think sometimes you'll see like women will part their hair and stuff or like braids or they'll part their hair and then they'll do like the, the, um, they're like edges all nice and stuff. Or they'll like slick back their like hair. Uh, what's her name? Tati Gabrielle has like a really cool hairstyle and she actually does her hair herself, which is interesting. Um, uh, she's in a, it's not called Sabrina. Is it called Sabrina? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh. And she does the, like, the, okay, why am I forgetting what it's called? The thing where you take the comb and you, like, make a wave that, like, curl, but she does it, like, in section all throughout, and it's not her, it's just, like, the whole, the whole head. So it's, like, a really short it's haircut, cute. and then you, like, take the curls and you, like, shape them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, super cool. So I thought it was really interesting because I've seen movies where it's, like, a black character and they're in the 20s, and instead of, like, doing any like stylistic like haircut they just kind of keep it with like a short haircut and you're just like okay because you can make it seem right with like their um like outfits and stuff but i I was really glad that they actually did like the parts with their hair because that was like a huge thing like in the 20s like every dude had their hair parted and like it wasn't just white guys yes it looks different on white guys when they like part their hair because they would just like comb it through or whatever but i really appreciated that they included that in the characters and like the hairstyles of like this film because, like, especially, I don't know, like, on TikTok, they have a lot of, um, of the, like, vintage, like, those fashion people that are, like, really into, like, vintage clothing. So they only dress, like, in vintage stuff. They make a lot of videos. And they were talking basically about how, like, there aren't a lot of people of color that are shown when it comes to, like, vintage fashion. Um, and so right now, like, I've seen a lot of, like, 50s and 60s styles. But the 20s, I always thought was, like, super cool because, like, 20s is, like, flapper era. Like, it's super cool stuff. And you only ever see, like, white girls and stuff like that. So I thought it was super cool that we got to see, like, flapper, like, a black flapper. <laughs> That's basically what Daisy May was. Desi May was. And I just thought it was super cool. And, like, they got, like, the, the A-line, or not the A-line dress, but they had, like, the the straight dresses that didn't really have a lot of like form fitting thing. Like that was a very 20 style and like kind of like the shorter with a lot of the, like the like fringe and the, the beads and stuff. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I've always loved these designs, but you don't see them like people of color very often. So I really appreciated that we got to like see that. That's, that's my fashion. <laughs> Yo, that was good. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be amazing to see, like, a Great Gatsby, but, like, nobody's white. That would be so cute. Yeah, I'd be so down. <laughs> so they actually let, gay, and they actually let, um, what's his face, Nick and the other one be gay instead of it just being projected. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone reads and they're J. like, they are queer-coded AF, and then we never actually get to see them be gay. Honestly, Daisy and what's-her-name would be a cute couple, too. I think they were. Like, no, say psych. No, I think they were supposed to be like. They better. Like, that was like a you thing. You know. Because. I had a crush on the other one, not Daisy, but the other one. I remember reading it and I was like, I have feelings. And that was like when I was. <laughs> I was like, why? Oh, like, you're talking about girl. Daisy in this movie. You're talking about the Great Gatsby. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about Great Gatsby. Desi and, and Ma. Oh, <laughs> like, no, I'm talking about like, Great Gatsby. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, I was like, yo, they, I'm like, Mr. Fitzgerald wrote them <laughs> to be gay. <laughs> you, oh my God, that would have changed my Mr. life. Fitzgerald? <laughs> wow. That would yeah. be amazing. No, I'm talking about Janice or whatever her name is. And I had a crush on her in The Great Gatsby when I read that in high school. And I was like, I, feel, I love you. <laughs> yes. This is also um, a very big tangent, but I feel like yeah. the way women are written in like, in books that are like older or, like, women's relationships, they they Suck. all seem gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, every time, like, a man writes them, they're like, oh, so-and-so, she's, like, always with so-and-so, and I'm like... Girl best friends? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, they just live together? Hmm. They're very good friends. <laughs> the best of friends. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but in this movie, they definitely were gay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were Are you kidding? Absolutely. 
Yeah. And then going into the Bechdel test, I think that's like the only time it passes is when she's but, talking yeah. to her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. literally it. So that kind of goes back to your thing where you're like, it's all men. It's true. Yeah. It's in, a in a movie named after a woman, movie. it's all men. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because that's what you you don't get a woman until you see Ma Rainey on screen. And then even then she's talking to men. So you don't see until like, like almost 20, 30 minutes into the movie, like you don't get a woman talking to another woman. And then even when they do, it's a sexual really, or like not a sexual, I don't know if it's sexual, but it's like a sensual at least. It's a relationship. Relationship. Yeah. It's not like she's her own person. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a friendship. It's not like a, oh, we're just talking about life because we talk about life. And they didn't talk about their jobs and they didn't talk about other men. So it passes. But that's the only, the only time. Every yeah. other time, it doesn't. And we talked about it a little bit, I think, in Promising Young Woman, but probably in other ones. Because I feel like I have to clarify every single time. Like, just because it may pass or it may not pass doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's it's good or bad or this or that. But um, I think there was one that we talked about that barely passed. But, <coughs> whoa. But I was like, it's still, like, very sensitive. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it's Promising Young Woman or not. There are a couple that are like that, but then this one, I feel yeah. like maybe it wasn't, it, it could have been more sensitive to the fact that they were using her name and her persona and then not making it. Um, About her. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the same time, yeah. thematically, that's exactly what the movie was about. It was about how they use black people for their talents <laughs> and then they don't give them any credit for it. And I was like, so you're really going to do that to Ma Rainey in her own movie? Wow. Wow. <laughs> you're so right. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's really so, bad. that's not necessarily great. <laughs> oh, that's actually super bad when you say that's it really like bad. that. That's really that's bad. really bad. <laughs> I was like, you're really gonna make a movie and try to be like, make it an homage to her. She's barely in the film. She has one line to another woman in the movie, but and basically, like, she's got what like two big scenes where she actually talks. You've got the scene where she's talking about um. Or she's talking about her car and she's like, this car better be fixed or whatever. Like, it's going to be my car. And then when she's in the room, the rest of the band is far away from her. She's talking to her manager and she's talking to Cutler. Those are the only two times she has like a scene is when she's talking to Cutler and she's like, Cutler, uh, you need to put Levy in check or whatever. Um, Cutler, what do you mean? Uh, it was Levy's idea, wasn't it, that we didn't get, that my nephew was told that he doesn't get the part or whatever. And then she talks to Cutler about how her manager she's like yeah like they don't care about me at all as soon as they get my voice in those boxes uh like they're gonna toss me aside like we're nothing but dogs to them blah mm-hmm. blah and then that's it <laughs> like that's basically it other than that she's singing or just yeah. being kind of like it was this was like a short movie i think this yeah. was like a 90 minute movie which was shocking to me yeah, but it, it, it makes sense because it was a play and such things. But then, yeah, it was it was very um, it's really short. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like when I I remember telling you, or did I tell you? I remember telling you that I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it, and then I turned it on. I was watching it, and then I had to go to class, and then I came back from class, and I I was gonna take a bath, and I was like, okay, so I still got like because I oftentimes we'll just watch something to time out like how long my bath will need to be because it'll be like you need to be in here for at least 30 minutes so i'll like put on like a tv show or something like 30 minute long episode or 45 minutes um and so i thought that i had that much time left and then i finished the movie and i still had time left in my bath and i was like <laughs> wait what is that short <laughs> i thought i had like more time and i was like oh okay i guess i gotta find something else to watch Listen, <laughs> gotta get out of that me off <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, like, when it comes to rating this one, I don't. I don't, I'm not sure how to rate it. <laughs> I because... have thought about my rating, and I went back and forth for a bit, but I think I would give it an eight. Um, 
because I really liked it. I we didn't I didn't talk too much about like stuff that I I liked. We kind of mostly just talked about Academy Awards and stuff, but I liked basically all the things that it was nominated for. I love the performances. Yeah. They were amazing. I loved the um set design, costume design. Everything was so beautiful. I oh was so like enthralled oh. by it. It was so magical. There's, it was there's like, a scene yeah. that will live in my head rent free forever because it's it's the scene basically where uh Toledo on the keys and he starts talking it's right after uh Levy goes through that thing about his mom and how she like died and then how his dad uh went in and and I was like this is the movie this right here this is it and he does that like song and it then it cuts to different black folks living in the city with these like neo-noir like lighting so you got like the blinds you've got them sitting in a window and I was like beautiful but then it does that like slow zoom thing and I was like that's so cool and there's like another scene uh towards the end where they use the doorway and I thought this was the coolest composition because you're seeing it from the outside right so you see like Toledo's there and then there's Cutler and then you see Levy leave and then it cuts to it cuts to like the end of the doorway and you see Cutler sitting there in the chair and he's talking to Toledo who's against the wall that is exactly the same wall that Chadwick that Chadwick's character Levy just walked through and then he comes back and he leans against the doorway and so you've got him in the foreground and then you've got Toledo not Toledo you've got Cutler in the background and they're separated by the door and so the lighting in each little room is different and it's, it's yeah that was, a, that was a good scene <laughs> oh man <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, I thought the content of the dialogue was so amazing. There were a lot of like stories that they told and things that mm-hmm. were very specific to the narrative and specific to the story, but yeah. also had like a very, it felt very personal, like not to me, but it just felt like something that was, um, that, yeah, like I think I said it earlier, but it could, it could break out of the movie and become, it was like a, a universal lesson while also being something that carried throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, just like just fantastic i don't know i thought it was really good good. um yeah i guess the the main quips that we already went over that Mm -hmm. whole um i i I do feel like i think of a movie lesser when they when they do things like that like use a a woman's name to kind of exploit it or like just that kind of stuff i don't know it it makes it feel weird yeah um and i'm not sure that it was necessarily they were using like her name to talk about her because it's also the name of the song Mulroney's black bottom and that song kind of embodies like all of the structures that they have and so i was like it's probably that they're using the song because through the song they're like we have different arrangements of this and then the white guy gets to choose like what the arrangement is and then he's like okay and then they use ma rainey's black bottom as like the song even though the they go through all the writing and all the struggle of having to like make the song and then they get all the profits off of it the white people and i was like that's like the theme of the movie i guess but it was very it was a little bit misleading because from two girls that are talking about women, from two women talking about women of color in film and thinking that it's a movie that's going to be about a woman of color and like her history and stuff like that. And then it like absolutely wasn't about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, so like for me reading it, yeah. I was like, I wanted to like, like from a feminist perspective, I would say that it's not great like representation because it kind of doesn't really do that much for her character and they don't really tell you a lot about her character like she's just there but as a movie it's amazing yeah so i'm like yeah like, like as you a can't, movie, can't I argue with the fact it that it's amazing well. <laughs> oh and you talked about this before because i i remember mentioning something about like how like oh um something about that white savior thing in the old guard which still hasn't come out yet fuck but like it will but like that how she was getting assistance from Charlize Theron's character and I was like oh I felt white savior da 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 and you're like well they like black girls always have to struggle on screen mm-hmm. and she was struggling hard in this movie like they it, it, it's always a struggle I was like, which this really movie sucks. is really just about like the black struggle and I was like I'm yeah. tired of these movies getting nominated yeah <laughs> so that kind of sucks too winning please and not so, only yeah, yeah not only black people but black women especially i think yeah it's, like yeah she had no one no one yeah yeah no which one. really sucks and yeah. like she talks about it in the thing she's like yeah like the blues that's the only reason i get up in the morning if they want to call me mother blues they can call me mother blues and she's like but people that are listening to the blues right now they don't understand where it comes from and she's like i understand where it comes from because 
that's the only reason I keep living. It's the only reason it reminds me that life is worth living is because there's music. And I was like, yeah, but like she literally has no one. Her band doesn't back her up. Her band argues with her. Her manager yeah. argues with her. Her yeah. like lover goes off with someone else and has sex with him. Her nephew's there, but he's not contributing to helping her. She has to do all this work on her own. And then at the end, she ends up still having to sign the papers and give the song because that's how she is making her living. Like that's the only thing yeah. that's keeping her above ground. And I was yeah. like, and these so they, they said they were like, they were like, if she were to go anywhere else, like only black people know who she is. Like if she were to go anywhere else, yeah. like she goes uptown, like to where the white people are. Like she's the same as everyone else. Like she's the same as any other black lady. They don't know who she is. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yeah and i was like i get it like i guess some people still don't get that which is why we keep getting these movies before yeah <laughs> i know so that we'll was like a, that was a major point for me but then i just i thought everything else was just amazing like i wouldn't change yeah. anything else so, maybe it was so good. definitely and it was very i would nuanced. recommend it to people as well yeah I'd recommend what happened? To people for sure yeah it was very nuanced with the way that they did it like mm-hmm. all the conversations like they came, it wasn't like it was a white person talking about the black struggle it wasn't like a history lesson it was like black people talking about being a black person mm-hmm. and so at, at the same time it definitely did give like justice to the struggle <laughs> but yeah it was kind of like dang can we stop having to talk about our struggles i know <laughs> yeah honestly i would rate it lower if the movie wasn't like that good like if it was just like an average movie I'd be like, screw this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we do Blackberry, like, I don't even remember a shitty score. Okay, well, that one sucked. So I, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That, <laughs> that one, one sucked, still so. makes me angry. It's been weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one, like, I yeah. would recommend to people, we could watch it and have, like, actual great conversations with other people that even aren't, like, film bus about it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a good one. And I don't have recommendations. I was going to recommend, because this movie reminds me a lot of One Night in Miami Miami by Regina King, which also I feel got snubbed as far as Oscars go. But I guess they can't have two movies that are talking movies that are about the black struggle. Right. Yeah. I mean, they could have chosen the woman. Just saying. (laughs) It's so (laughs) funny. I think, I can't remember it was one of your friends, like, I don't know if it was Logan or who said this. We can just cut this out if this is stupid. But he was like, Disney basically picks a different, like, ethnicity to focus on for the year or whatever. Like, and I was like, you know what? Actually, like, the Oscars does that too. Yeah, they pretty much do. They're like, oh, is it going to be a woman this time? Is it going to be a black person this time? Like, you'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Who's the minority of the year? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's true. That's that's a very big like <laughs> thing about like the Oscars and the Academy. They they, they do kind of choose like one thing to focus on. Because like I, I felt kind of bad with like Moonlight and stuff because I thought La La Land was like a pretty good movie overall. And I think I remember saying this to you was like like when that happened, I was like I feel like Moonlight should have gotten best screenplay and La La Land should have gotten best picture because even though the acting in Moonlight was like really good, I felt like the story was so good that like. Like, it was going to be a great movie regardless of, like, who was in it, if that makes sense. I was like, like, the story was so good that, like, it would have just penetrated. Like, everyone, like, it was going to be a good movie regardless. But then I was like, La La Land, if that movie had been done by anybody else, it probably would have sucked. Like, I don't think it would have been as good. And so I was like, I feel like they should have been switched. And I feel like they only made Moonlight, like, the winner because of the fact that the year before, they had the, like, Oscar so white thing. And so I was kind of, like, a little Uh... annoyed. I was like, dang, did they really, like, I hope they didn't just give Moonlight, like, the Oscar because they're trying to make, like, it felt like they were trying to make up for it. Like, it felt very pandery. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like... <laughs> but that's just what sucks too is the fact that there's these standards where it's like best picture is the like what is it you know the be- yeah. the highest honor when yeah I mean, you just made some points about like what it realistically should be but they you know what yeah. i mean i don't know yeah, it just, it's, it's like, all just should. arbitrary it's like whatever <laughs> it's such a crazy competition like 
like how can something win best picture like parasite won best picture but didn't have any acting nominations okay yeah so like what does that even mean so like obviously you didn't like what how is it best picture if if you don't like the actors that doesn't make no sense. So yeah, I don't like, even know. <laughs> like, what? It's all just arbitrary and made up. It's just or, like so you'll get you one maybe that seconds, wins multiple, so it'll get like best picture, but then it'll also get like best screenplay, best uh, female actress, best male actor. Which also, yeah. I feel like they should maybe. I don't know. I feel like it'd be cool if they like stopped gendering that, but we're not. Girl, we're I feel like if they stop. I feel like if they stop gendering it, girls would never win. If, can I be straight <laughs> up? Girls would never win it. Like, forget about it. Forget about a girl of color even winning it. Like, 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 what happens when we actually get to the point where non-binary people are actually getting nominated and getting roles in movies? <laughs> like, like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Look, uh, <laughs> whoa. That wait, that's kind What's of insane because has there really not been like a non-cis person that's been nominated? I don't think there has been. Like wow. ever. Wow, that's insane. Dang. Dude, you're so right. You're so right. The gender's gotta go. <laughs> Just like, throw the whole gender has away. To be, like more inclusive somehow. Like yeah. I obviously don't have the answer, but it's it's gonna come up. Because like, I feel hello. like the white guys would just win every time. You're right, it's going to I know. that sucks. That's booty. I don't know what they're gonna do. That's booty. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're uh. gonna leave you with those thoughts. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> yep. Y'all can think about that one. Oh, I guess I never really told you why you should watch One Night in Miami. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, so to finish the fact that we were recommending Miami. Uh, and directed by Regina King, which is her directorial debut and should have been nominated. It's kind of great. Um, but it's also really interesting because for starters, it's not a biopic. They have characters in the movie, but none of it's based off of real life. It's like this imaginative like writing of what if these like four um big like black icons in the community that were like huge for their activism and like their work. Uh, met one night and like what would their conversations have been like before everything kind of got real right before like everything got intense and so it's it's really interesting like their conversations that they had they talk a lot about um like activism and like it's just really and like how you present your activism I think and so it was really interesting because there's like struggles with that and I think that's something that right now that's been like a conversation especially with like black lives matter that was a conversation which was an interesting one because like not only were we having to prove that like black people shouldn't just be dying they were also like okay well why do you have to like have activism like this and i was like bro the 60s happened it's like you all have never taken a history class i was like if you take a history class and you learn about like malcolm x and like martin luther king uh you learn why one was more accepted over than the other <laughs> as far as their activism it had so much to do with like who they were catering to and all of that stuff so the movie definitely like talks about it and i think it's super relevant to a bunch of issues that we're talking about today and it's it's very well done like cinematography is great the acting is really great there's um it, i think it's really cool because the actors aren't like super well known um, the guy that plays Malcolm X, I was like, oh, I know him. And I was like, oh, he was in High Fidelity like, with Zoe Kravitz. Like, he was in that show. I've only seen him in TV shows or, like, rom-coms that aren't really popular. Like, on, like, Hulu or Netflix kind of a thing. So I thought it was really cool that he was in, like, a movie that, like, was, in my opinion, like, worthy really of, like, <laughs> awards and stuff like that. Um, there's also the guy that played uh, Muhammad Ali in the movie, which I had only ever seen him one time, and that was in The 100, and he dies in the first season. Ooh. And I was like, whoa, like, I haven't seen this guy for a hot minute. And I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then I was like, oh, my Lord, that's that kid. Like, he's grown <laughs> up. He's so, like, look at him. He's playing, like, this character. Are you? And they all did so good. <laughs> they all did great. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Go support Regina King. It's great. 
All right, well, I guess that's all we got for you today. I have no idea how long this one is, but thanks for staying for as long as you have. Uh, comment on YouTube what you thought of the movie, continue our conversations. No one comments on our stuff, and I'm so sad. What, on YouTube? <laughs> I'm trying to have, like, conversations with people, and there's, like, no one commenting. It's so <laughs> sad. Girl, we need to get viewers first. <laughs> I know, we gotta get Share this video with your friends. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get viewers. So I know our friends are watching this when they have time, which is really cool. So thanks guys. Love you. <laughs> if you're if you don't know us personally, like definitely comment because I'd love to be your friend. Uh especially <laughs> if you're into movies. Like, please, begging you. <laughs> I'm begging. I'm begging here. <laughs> you said please a crumb of comments. <laughs> <laughs> just a crumb. Crumb interaction yeah interact with us <laughs> have a great rest of your day <laughs> only if you comment I'm just kidding wow we're leaving that in <laughs> yeah no I was saying I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I wasn't actually kidding <laughs> okay and it can it can just ominously fade out at least staring at yeah. Like, <laughs> comment. Excuse me. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> <email. laughs> oh my god.